0: All right, Alex, what is going on, man? Nice to see ya.
1: Nice to see you. You know, it's nice that video lets us feel close together despite COVID.
0: Despite the distance. Where are you joining from today, Alex? Uh, my wife's office. Exciting oh. place. Oh, you got the upgrade. How'd you get that?
1: Yeah, because my son was throwing slime in my face.
0: Amazing. And Hey, we got people joining from all over. Check this out. Noah saying he's joining from Vancouver. Good morning, 9 30 AM on the West coast. I uh, would love to see where everyone else is joining from. Leave it in the comments. Me. I am not joining uh, from Vancouver, not joining from Toronto, joining from beautiful Mac tier Ontario. Super excited to be here. And in fact, tonight we are going to be chatting a little bit about starting technology businesses and scaling technology businesses from small town, Canada. Check this out, Alex. What do you think? The distributed Future. Starting your next startup in small town Canada. We will see you there. It's definitely
1: a topic about today today as well, about distributed Future.
0: 125% cannot wait. All right. So, hey, we got a lot of stuff to cover today. I am super pumped. Should we kick it off?
1: Yes, let's do it.
0: All right. First topic on the board, five minutes on the clock, Wattpad sold to South Korean internet giant neighbor in a U.S. $660 million deal. For those keeping track at home, it's over $800 million Canadian. Alex, what is going on here?
1: Well, where to start? First of all, I feel like this is one of the worst kept secrets in the ecosystem over the last couple of months. months, um, but, but it's big news. Uh, where do you want to start? Do, do you think everyone knows who Wattpad is?
0: Let's start there. If you're a longtime TechTO member, you definitely, you've seen Eva, you've seen Alan, you've heard the Wattpad story. Maybe we'll drop one of the TechTO videos uh, in the comments, Uh, but start, give us, give us the 10 second. What's Wattpad?
1: So Wattpad is a place where if you want to write and you want to share it with the world, that's where you do it. Like it, it, you know, it's, it's amazingly big. If this was a Valley based company, it would have so much more buzz globally. They have 90 million monthly users globally. And most of those users are your core demographic for advertisers. So there's young women and they access the app through a smartphone. So, huge place for amateur authors, huge reach, a global company based out of Toronto.
0: Okay. And so, uh, they've been doing it for years. You know, we know, uh, longtime listeners know that they started it by, uh, holy cow, just getting public uh, domain books on your feature phone, which is yep. unbelievable. Uh, grown a lot since then. Those numbers are crazy. Uh, who's buying them and, and why?
1: So, a company called Naver, have you ever heard of them?
0: I, I, mean, I have heard of them, but for our listeners at home, why don't we tell them a little bit more about them? I'm a longtime line user, yeah. Uh lo- love the stickers, but uh, tell us a little bit more about why they're buying uh, Toronto based well, Raw
1: ads. So, maybe I'll tell you who they are. They're, first of all, they're like, according to um, you know Forbes, are the ninth most innovative company in 2018, but more importantly, they're South Korea's largest online search engine. They own the um, Line mobile app. They have internet properties like uh, Webtoon and live streaming platform like Vlive, which is used by mm-hmm. K-pop celebrities. So you think, why? Na- why are they buying Wattpad? I think it, it reflects that this is a global company with global ambitions, yes. both Naver and Wattpad. And I think Wattpad um, is a rare North American company that has a huge active population outside of basically in Asia, outside of Canada, right? Like from what I understand, mm-hmm. they have lots of uh, they have lots of book- Book deals in the Philippines. They have lots of active users across Asia. So I think. I, I mean, they've got
0: they've. You, you pop onto Wattpad and look at popular stories. They've got tons of like South Korean boy band yeah. fan fiction on there, right?
1: Yeah, your favorite. Yeah, yeah
0: uh, I, one we, of my favorites, of course, uh, a user who has the uh, the story about uh, one of their favorite South Korean boy bands BTS becoming vampires and haunting. Uh, I think it's like 19th century Seoul. I mean, it's a if you haven't read it yet.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I read I read to my son as a bedtime story. That's right. Uh, my my daughter reads it to herself. Uh, but like, but I also think this reflects that you know, internet's global. Yeah. Um, lots of these biggest players are looking for new new IP to to um, take advantage of, and I think yeah. you know this makes sense. Like, they weren't the only one to bid on Wattpad. Like, rumors that that's this company called Spotify and, and but and, you know TikTok also bid on it.
0: So tell me, uh, David, uh, in the comments says, "Great for the Canadian tech scene." Agree or disagree? I think, yes.
1: You know, look, everything has potential benefits and disadvantages. I think the positive implications is you have an exit. An exit, I think, made both investors and early stage employees and founders money. Yes. And you're talking about, you know, not unicorn size, but pretty darn close. And this is a company that will recycle capital to yeah. the ecosystem and had a founder that was actively involved across the ecosystem, already giving time and extremely generous. So he's role modeled and, and you know, Eva, who was, you know, early employee as well, or Dave, they basically role modeled how to be involved in the community, so that'll benefit the community.
0: C- couldn't happen. You say this usually, um, uh, and sometimes you don't mean it, but here we mean it. Couldn't happen to nicer, better people who are supporting the Canadian ecosystem, right? You know.
1: You know. I think the one thing that you know, of course, the downside is I'd like to see more global companies be based out of Canada. So I think the potential downside is, you know, here's someone that could be the next Shopify, that that's. That's no longer independent. They're going to be operating independent, but they're owned by someone else. So yeah. it'll be interesting. I think that's neutral. It's not negative. But mm-hmm. um, look, and at this point, we need wins and we need wins yeah. with cash in the bank. And I think it's, uh, and also, I think one last thing I'll say the cult, they built it also with a culture that is not the Valley culture. It's a Canadian culture. It's, it's focused right. on inclusivity and focuses yeah. on just being more equitable, more just more inclusive and i think that's a great way for canada to lead the world
0: yeah and great for uh, great for east coast canada too right wapad's got an office out there i think they opened up in halifax recently right yeah I, yeah I think so shout out to liz of course uh newest TechTO member joining us from the lovely east coast uh all right anything else you wanted to say on on wapad i want to say one more thing you mentioned it getting more capital into the ecosystem. I think this is huge. Uh, We've all read that Alex Danko post, uh, unbelievable, polarizing, and we're gonna have a conversation about it, right? Yeah, I think we will. Awesome, so this is what we're gonna be doing. We're gonna be bringing up, some amazing people at our founders and funders this Friday. It's a double header, right? So it's not just this conversation. Yeah. What are we be talking about on Friday? We're
1: talking a about how to be a good angel investor and what that looks like. And then we're going to have our typical founder and funding. We're going to have Chris Newman and Kyle. Chris Newman is was originally at 500 Startups in, Van, in San Francisco, who's moved back home to Vancouver. He's an investor in a company called CTO.ai out of Vancouver. So we're going to discuss that relationship, how it came to be, how they've raised money, and basically – give the unvarnished truth what it's like to raise money and work with investors.
0: I love that. I am sure someone listening right now will drop the link in the chat. So you can definitely join that, uh, on Friday. All right. Should we move on to topic number two?
1: Yeah. Which you want to
0: talk about bold commerce? Yeah. Raising 27 million, uh, in a 27 million, 35 million, probably Canadian that should be in a series B round of funding. Omers is in it. This is big news. Tell us more about what's going on here, Alex.
1: So first of all, do you know what bold commerce is?
0: Let's talk about it. What's Bull Commerce doing these days?
1: So, first of all, let's talk about a few things about Bull Commerce. They mm-hmm. were founded in 2013 in Winnipeg, um, and we'll get back to why that's important after. I, yeah. They also were bu- originally they were building apps for Shopify. Um, they've now grown big and they are not dependent on Shopify only. They build apps for Shopify's competitors, and they build um, what I call headless e-commerce um, tools via an API. Yeah. So you, you've seen a company that started about you know, seven, eight years ago, has grown rapidly, started off building off one of our core companies in our ecosystem, you know, Mm -hmm. Shopify, and is now growing independent and growing really fast. Yes.
0: And uh, you mentioned in there, uh, starting from Winnipeg, a lot of things happening out in the prairies these days, no?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, prairies and, you know, I guess depends which, you know, across Canada, like we could have done this, we could have talked about some companies in Alberta that have raised money or, um, you know, know, just even was a lot, it feels like 10 years ago with uh, but like you had a big exit and also in uh was it where's a uh, verse uh, uh, was in PEI I think two billion dollars oh, so St.
0: John's Newfoundland, St. 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 John's Newfoundland. On, my mistake thin. and you know we are talking tonight about starting your next startup in small town Canada or accessing talent it's gonna be unbelievable it's gonna be super fun we're gonna be having a conversation this evening again LinkedIn so, gods drop the. Link in the chat.
1: Yeah, but a uh, quick, you know, I just got a nice uh, text message from, uh, I guess, someone listening in Winnipeg saying, we've missed the vote on Tech Winnipeg. It's, you know, Shane, <laughs> my response to that, it's not, you know, right now there's no tech physically anywhere, so 100%. we are global. And, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll do Tech Winnipeg in the future. But, like, hey,
0: man, that's right. That's you
1: know, right. A bit more about Bold. Like, yeah, you know, like this is also shows you have to be on top of trends. You have to be good and be on top of trends. They're API first companies and api companies are all the rage they're benefiting from e-commerce and they're in a subset called headless e-commerce uh-huh so are you you know do you know are you familiar with what headless e-commerce
0: is yeah it, it basically means they're providing all the infrastructure and web services that you can build the entire front end and user experience off of it right
1: yeah and um that's exactly it so it enables people to basically get off of shopify um which is which is again this is why this is a very interesting deal to me um so i'll I'll give you my thoughts i'd love to hear your thoughts but like so this is now a company that built off shopify so it shows how ecosystem builds on each other and now could compete against shopify because they're enabling people to do headless e-commerce and so that so that leads me to an interesting question what happens if their growth uh, if bold sees their growth from there and they have lots of apps that are very users on Shopify.
0: Well, this, you know, this is the worst nightmare of the of a bit of the marketplace, right? Which is you enable your competition. Um, I, I would say that uh, knowing the culture that we want to build, uh, I think there's enough pie for everybody here. You know, this is a huge market. There's a lot of opportunity. Uh, I, I don't believe it's these things are going to be winner take all. There's going to be some people that want the guide the guide rails, and you know, Shopify offers headless too. Yeah. Um, there's gonna be some people that want to go totally, uh, independent and, and use these kinds of tools and competition in Canada is fierce competition globally is fierce. It makes us stronger.
1: And, and I want to say there's one other thing that gets me excited about this deal. This Omer's led a deal. Um, Omer, you know, some people may have forgotten. Omer's led a C round of Shopify back in that mm-hmm. 2013. And th- at that point they were like, if you look at any late stage deal in Canada, they were involved Yeah. and you know, they continue to be a global-based VC out of Toronto. Yeah um but they haven't led a late stage round in Canada since 2018 so I'd like to see them being active I'd like to see them taking a leading uh role in in Canada and to me yeah. that's also important and then finally yeah. I-, I
0: mean I mean I think it's important for people to understand that um that's the those are the Ontario municipal workers right so yeah. uh these are a lot of the people that are on the front lines uh helping make Ontario safe of course which is amazing and their venture arm uh, is one of the most important later stage sources of capital for Canadian companies, right?
1: That's correct. And and they do early stage as well. Omers is a multi-stage uh, uh, VC firm. Um, yeah, and we've already mentioned her Winnipeg, just showing the strength across the country. Yes. Um, before we get to the next one, just want to remind people I think we're, we're doing this live on LinkedIn. So if you put a comment or question, we can, or we'd love to just weave it into this, conversa- this conversation. So put them there yeah. and then Jason or I will. Uh,
0: yeah, so far, my favorite, my favorite comment um, uh, comes from uh, Dave uh, from Portfolio Company uh, Planned. I'm just going to put it up every time. Great for the Canadian tech scene. What a conversation we're having today. I wish we could, uh, all of our quick takes could be this great. I feel like this comment can definitely be left uh, for every one of our conversations today. All right, we ready to so move just, on?
1: Just one last thing. Yeah. Stephanie pointed out, and this is true. Omers was an investor in Wappad too. So WAP, Omers is a you know, <laughs> good, good day to be from Omers.
0: <laughs> good day to be an Ontario municipal worker. Yeah.
1: Right? Uh, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to talk about the next financing?
0: I think we should do it. This is a big one too.
1: Yeah, uh, Rewind, uh, who's based in Ottawa, raised a nineteen million Series A.
0: Yes. So let's talk about this. We are really in the e-commerce ecosystem today, aren't we?
1: Well, you know, I think they're more of a SaaS play. So Rewind's, you know, six-year-old company, mm-hmm. based based in Ottawa. So again, mm-hmm. you know, Ottawa's always seems to be a hub that no one talks about. Yeah. Um, and what they do is they help, basically. Businesses back up and restore their software, um, and they, what they do is they go to other SaaS softwares and I've that. So like they again, once again, they start off Shopify, so they built a Shopify integration. So if you were a Shopify merchant and you wanted to back up your store state to like three hours ago, five hours ago, a month ago, they yeah. enable that, and they've done that with I think about if my I think it's about ten different so, uh, SaaS software, and they're growing. So something mm-hmm. like if your QuickBooks are Zero and you want to go back, so. Very unique product. Um, and so
0: it looks like a lot of smart money pouring in. Certainly, really smart early stage investors who had an early look at this company would have gone all in, right, Alex? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so tell you us know, your story. What happened? Well, you know, look,
1: um, someone introduced me to Mike. I don't, we never really had a chance of a discussion, but it was one, you know, I think I will post a Twitter thread later on where you saw a very capital efficient company out of Ottawa mm-hmm. um, growing relatively quickly. But people had a question: Is this a real market? How big can this be? Um, you know, and most people didn't even, I think, never really dug in. I, I caught at the tail end of the round. I really didn't have a chance. I, don't know. I maybe caught my, you know, had a five ten minute conversation with Mike, but I think yeah. I was the only one. Lots of people said, "Hey, why isn't Shopify do this? Why isn't QuickBooks do this? How big is this market?" Well, you know, according to stuff I've read, they have eighty thousand businesses worldwide um, using them today. So, it they're growing fast. They continue growing. It seems to be an enormous market that many people passed on
0: interesting and so if you could go back would you would you do it differently this time
1: yeah i, I probably would have actually sp- spent more time talking to him and and the interesting um even early investors this was a pure founder but a bet like so i think yeah. uh you you have uh uh scale up ventures in there and mm-hmm. if you go look at the thread um from um, uh, roberts uh yeah uh and and actually from mike uh both of them mike talks there's a thread out there talking about his journey as a founder and how. It, Basically, it shows how tenacious he had to be and how crazy he had to be, and it also talks about the seed round. The only investor knew him already for six, seven years. Right. And going back to the Danko article, this goes a bit too wide. You know, sometimes Canada is a bit conservative, but you know, it's it's hard sometimes to raise money, and I don't and we're, think it's Canadian and
0: we're going to be talking about that Danko article, right? Yeah. yeah. So t- tell us about that.
1: Oh, well, I wasn't going to plan on talking about it today, but you know. So Alex Danko, one of the better writers out there, one of the more followed tech bloggers out um, in the ecosystem, working for Shopify right now, he published a blog post earlier, I guess, earlier last week saying, hey, why the Canadian tech ecosystem doesn't produce more winners and what has to be changed? And one of the things he mentioned there was the difficulties in raising money from angel investors, which yeah. I think was directionally wrong. But there was other points in that article that are well, right. Well,
0: hold on. Don't give away everything because we're going to be talking about yeah. it on Friday, right?
1: Yeah, but we'll, we'll probably just talk about what to do and what, what the re- reality is. Okay,
0: awesome. So I like to say uh, for this one, for the rewind raise, do you think it was great for the Canadian tech scene?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I actually I actually think the other thing that we haven't talked about is, again, lead, um, you, know, you know, there was quite a few investors led by Novia, yeah. but you have Bessemer involved. And it's, you know, and here's what, what we're also, not being talked about. Bessemer usually invests a bit later stage, but I've been seeing them pop up earlier and earlier across the East Coast in deals. I think I've seen them in five or six uh, deals that not all have been publicly announced. And, and, why, why, is
0: that, and why is that important that Bessemer is active in, in deals up here? Well,
1: I think it's not, if it was one or two deals, I wouldn't say it's important. I, I think it shows just another, Mm-hmm. Find another investor that's actually showing dedication by building a portfolio up here because it's very yeah. easy for someone to come and say they're excited about Canada, do one investment in Vancouver, Montreal, yeah, um, and then not get this engaged with the community. And if that the investment doesn't work out well, they say, "Well, we can't bother. We can't. We already looked at it." But if someone's building a portfolio of investments, it's more yeah. likely they'll have success, and it provides additional capital for our and, company. For and day. I think it,
0: I think it says something different, right? It also yeah. says that um, there are ingredients. In this ecosystem that they are betting on, right? And it's and it's not about the individual company story. Of course, it's going to be super compelling, uh, but it is also about the talent that we have here, the culture that we have here, the way that we build businesses here, the support system. Uh, the you know a lot of B two B businesses here, Alex, so that yeah. the people are buying here too, or that we can sell globally, which I love as well.
1: So I'm going to call out one question Evan uh, asked: How many uh, new angels are there? Oh yeah, with the Wattpad exit, and I don't know. My guess is, you know, probably thirty to fifty could potential angels. It depends on. Well, their how you, we're
0: we're live, so do the math live for us here. How do you how do you oh. think about how many millionaires were minted at Wattpad today? And and tell us a little bit about um, on a transaction like this. When does that stuff become liquid? When does that get back into the ecosystem? Well,
1: now not, this is like a McKinsey case study because there's so many assumptions which aren't true here. Look yeah. again. I don't know if this was. I can't remember if this was cash or equity, but assuming it's cash, it should be pretty liquid in the next 90 days when the deal closes. Yeah. And then it just depends on what their option pool looked like and who has options invested and what you know what you know. My guess from the outside in is that it was a good return for most investors because the amount raised was 130 million. So yeah. let's, again, I don't remember what the last round was, but let's say the last round was at 80. Uh-huh. So that would imply, you know, evaluation around three to 400. So, yeah. so you're up from there. So everyone should be in the money. So it's just, you know, again, how many employees are, how many employees at Wattpad right now? Did you see a number?
0: I gonna mean, like, I think it's a I'm going to say 150, but let's check it. There's this new platform called LinkedIn. Never they heard see, of it. They seem to have all of like the employee information for the companies. I'm gonna go check it out. Um, I, I think that sounds about right. And you know, uh, I love it. Evan, looking for new sources of capital, right? He's hitting, He's hitting LinkedIn right now, going to Wattpad and figuring out exactly who he's gonna hit up to get some of that Wattpad cash. So um, Wattpad, is a bit of an anomaly because on LinkedIn it says it has 2,671 yeah. employees.
1: Every, every yeah. author.
0: <laughs>
1: so, so obviously it's not 10% of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um,
0: and, a, and a good reminder for people who are joining us, we talked about um, Wattpad at the top of, of our show. But for those who are joining us, uh, really important to remember it's not just about the Wattpad uh, story here. Uh, Eva, uh, an early employee at WAPAD has been giving back to the community with her knowledge in network effects and with capital uh, for years now with uh, Two Small Fish Ventures. And Alex, you, you've done some work together, haven't you? Yeah, we have. What's it like working with Two Small Fish Ventures?
1: It's great. And we're going to be, you know, she's going to be talking about it on uh, Friday as well. Um,
0: on Friday? Yeah. What do you mean?
1: Well, we're doing, <laughs> we're doing Patterson Funding and she's going to be talking about angel investing.
0: Unbelievable. Um, yeah. So
1: I, I wish I could say we had insight on that deal coming together before this, but uh, you know, this not a time it would be so fortunate.
0: Yeah, I know that's awesome. I mean, like, hey, that's when you get great, great people coming to share back with the community, great things happen to them. And so this happens more often, I think, uh, than you would expect, which is yeah. amazing. Uh fantastic. All right. We've got one last topic to cover for today's quick takes. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Navdeep Baines, Minister of Innovation, is stepping down. What does that mean, Alex?
1: High level, if you want my cynical view, not much. No, wait, uh, let's
0: start with the high level. Like build, build the story up and then we'll get the takeaway at the end, look,
1: you know? So N- Navdeep Baines has been more friendly to the tech ecosystem than any other Minister of Innovation before, at least that I remember.
0: Mm-hmm. Again,
1: maybe there, maybe someone 15, 20 years ago, but wasn't back in Canada at that point. Yeah. Um, were mid
0: career you were mid career back then right yeah so yeah i was i was retiring
1: retired. according to you um <laughs> you know like i think the two big impacts positive ones from the ecosystem perspective is mm-hmm. one is one clear winner us actually say i'll go with McKinsey style there's three one is his immigration policies like yeah i think one thing that's put fuel in the fire across Canada is the ability to be you know talent friendly and allow talent to come work here or start companies up here quickly. Like that's been a huge benefit and that was spearheaded by Navdeep Bain's um, uh, department. The other thing uh, which I think is successful hasn't passed yet is he's doing a digital charter, which provides clear rules around data storage and collection, which just having clear rules about something just makes it easier for business to make decisions. Right. Then finally, the one which I say is a bit, Controversial, in my opinion is the public-private partnerships. Like they put a billion dollars in the super clusters initiatives. Wow. Um, I think that looks good. My opinion is that it okay. Let's been, get
0: let's get cynical now. Let's like, get cynical now. Like I, I think
1: it's a waste of money. Um, it just looks good from an outside perspective. I think where his job wasn't done, or where he's being a bit negative, um, we haven't seen our an increase in um, research and development in this country. It's been flat, yeah. and so we're it's a declining share of GDP. And other OECD countries are spending more on R and R and D doesn't mean you're innovative, but it's an indication. So the trend is negative here compared to well, our competition.
0: You hope, if you were really cynical, you'd say you're playing the you're playing the the game to qualify as R and D to get back some credits. But okay, yeah. let's let's say that R I and mean, D is an indication of innovation. Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and 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 then finally, like there's been a lot. and I don't think this is under his purview, but the liberal government uh, and just you know one thing is over the last four or five years, there's been lots of. I call anti-entrepreneurial tax policies. Lots of them get shot down, but like they wanted tax options. They would want to reduce costs. And I think, and I actually think with the current COVID crisis, when we get out, you know, it's going to be an easy, an easy place. Like while we're trying to spear, like you know, while, you know, Navdeep was trying to get more tech, more innovation in this ecosystem, mm-hmm. the policy was also punishing those people that were, were leading it and making, and having economic benefits. So I look at it as, I hear that. Right, overall, it was a, He's a great partner for the ecosystem because yeah. it puts, put a spotlight on us, see, you know, at the high level, they were doing the right things and trying to do the right things and did some changes. Yeah, I think at the sub level, there was, there was a bit of, um, it was a bit inconsistent. And, but I, you know, I think that's politics. I'll, I'll, in general.
0: Give, so I'll, so I'll give you my hope, uh, you know, as you get someone new into the role, uh, my wish is that we find somebody who's going to support the grassroots communities and ecosystems. And so a lot of top down support uh, coming from our government, a billion dollars in super clusters, uh, tons of money going into some of the regional innovation centers, which are which are awesome. But at the end of the day, it's people in this community that need to uh, get talent, get information, get connected to people. Uh, you know, find co-founders, make deals, sell. You know, here's one person in the community right now: Serene Haddad, computer vision and data science experienced person looking for a job. No supercluster is going to help Serene, but we can, all right? Like yeah. you, you can. So hit the comments. If you are looking for uh, experienced data science and computer vision engineers, there's one right there, right? That's yeah. what we need.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, again, I'm not usually political. Like my view is historically yeah. TechTO is there to help our governments across the country. We don't proactively go
0: in. What know, do you think of Jason Duncan's take here, Alex? R and D has historically failed because companies get excited about other things and shift focus.
1: Yeah, no. I don't know. <laughs> like, look if like reminds look, R&D, me of this
0: yeah. You know, Alex is a VC because he always gets to the facts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.
1: Like again, I, I think R and D done right and it's mm-hmm. different. Like if you look at the historical R champions of R and D, they do R and D just to almost open optionality for the company to figure out where to invest in. And sometimes mm-hmm. they don't capitalize on like, you know, Xerox Park or even, even like IBM, they've traditionally done lots of R- R&D. And yeah. there's two things. One is to create, create innovation, others to commercialize. And I think historically, Canada has been bad at commercializing. You can also see that with our university transfer programs. I think they're much better than they were a decade ago. And so I, I think R and D doesn't have to have an explicit ROI in any one project. It's, it's 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 an innovation. It's it's a portfolio, just like a VC, you know, just like a VC investing in portfolio companies.
0: Yes, unbelievable. Okay, so look, uh, three minutes to go on the clock left in our show today. Uh, now's the time to ask some questions. We've got one coming in from Evan Hallward, uh, longtime TechTO community member. Let's bring it up here. Uh, what about EI for entrepreneurs, government funding to enable Canadians to start companies? Ooh, I love this one. What do you think of this, Alex?
1: Yeah, I wish. Um, but like, I'll even say, I think it's needed. I don't think, I have a small belief it'll happen. Just like even look at what's the CERB or CWS. If yeah. you were, if your founder, leaning leaning back into your company because you've taken a step back, you don't qualify for grants because the government's too worried about yeah. entrepreneurs cheating the system.
0: And you know what, the, the way I would I would approach this, I think you're I, I think um, forget ch- cheating the system, Alex. This is UBI. Give everyone a universal basic income and let them do with it what they want, right? You don't need to qualify, you don't need to play the game. this is R& d, this is an entrepreneur. I do this. just like, here's some cash. Go and do it. I think we've done a good job. I think the government responds to keep people on payroll by basically providing that safety net through employers. Yeah. It's smart, it's smart. It can't last forever you know? <laughs> and so I think the real, there's going to be a real day of reckoning, uh, Evan, when uh, when when that changes. Um, I think so, there's a lot of businesses being propped up there. At the end of the day, it's going to have to change. And, and I'm not sure that um, an even more generous social support than what we have today is going to be the answer.
1: So we want to take one last question from Andres?
0: Yeah, let's do it. So I'll start here. I think it's wait, wait a second. Today's a good day for Canadian tech.
1: Hey, look, I'm not going to say it was a bad thing. I, I think, look, first of all, Element AI is an example of a valley-based financing, right? So when people say we're conservative, Element mm-hmm. AI was was Canada's one of Canada's examples of going for it. And when you go for it, it doesn't always work out. Like, yeah. like, I think my comment is when the deal happened, it, it felt it felt like old yellow gate getting taken taking, taking out and getting shot, right? Like Element AI. Um, Had lots of great technology, never got product market fit or beyond consulting. So it was a matter of time. The good thing is, yes, IP was sold to an American company, but there's talent here. Those people, the people that weren't working, got released into the ecosystem. They had experience of what works and what doesn't work. So net positive. We need more talent here. We need more experience, and you know, people see just you know, you learn as much from a loss or a failure as you do from a success. Sometimes.
0: Yeah. Sometimes more, right? Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up with one minute to go, Alex. What do people have to look forward to in the TechTo ecosystem?
1: The TechTo ecosystem? Yeah. Tech
0: something well, tonight?
1: Something tonight?
0: Um, yeah. Okay. What and about something on Friday?
1: Something on Friday as well. All right. Hey. And I'll actually, before I let you close up, I'd say you know this is an experiment. Yeah. If you if you like this and you want us to like just jump on LinkedIn and do quick takes of stuff as news breaks, leave us the comments. Give us feedback nice. using the hashtag #TechTo, and then you know, if this works, Jason, I will actually get good at this.
0: <laughs> uh, so that's it from uh, Alex and I today It was awesome hanging out with you. Uh, we're going to stick around for a couple more minutes in the comments. So definitely uh, let us know what you thought there. Uh, excited to get your feedback and we'll see you tonight. Yeah. Thanks. We're in the business of delivering impossible things. We're in the business of delivering things that nobody's ever seen before. If you build that culture, you'll come up with you know really cool and innovative stuff, and it you know, literally could be in the next multi-billion dollar idea. So this conversation is largely going to be about scaling yourself and scaling your leadership team. I want to talk about one of the biggest struggles that I think a lot of startups face early on, which is building initial traction.